0: Do you want me to paint that face white?
1: <laughs> That's terrible, yeah.
0: <laughs> What's wrong with that?
1: Um, too too euphemistic, I think.
2: Hello and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with a tantalizing blend of frankness, preposterousness, humor, and deadpan delivery. We have a fun list of salacious topics to cover today, including discussing why men ask their partner to come during sex, a peak in an Ivy League sugar baby's existential angst, a woman using a dildo molded from an ex's penis, and more. I am Keith, recording today after two scuba dives this morning off the Caribbean island of Curacao. My co-host is Mike. What's new 1,700 miles north of me, Mike?
0: North, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, not, not, I I it's really just waiting here. Not that exciting. Lovely.
2: And uh, today we have returning champion Allie. Allie's main claim to fame for the purposes of the show is that she is a female, but she has more degrees than most families of four combined, so I presume she can do other stuff. Thanks for giving this another whirl, Allie.
1: Thanks for having me back. I'm recording from my office.
2: (laughs) Nice. Is it cold there, too?
1: It's a little rainy. Yeah.
2: Okay, good. Good, good. I want you guys to be maximally jealous. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to kick things off with these two shortly, but first, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Please tell your friends, family, and coworkers about us. And if you'd like to give us some feedback or ask us a question or send us yet another unsolicited dick pic, we can be reached at ymmvpod on Twitter or at ymmvpod at gmail.com. Okay, so we ended our last episode with this post about it was a woman asking, it, 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 she said, "Do y'all eat ass? Do you remember this, Mike?" Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Ali, you you said that you you listened to that episode. So, all right. So, um, okay. I I wanted to punt the conversation to this episode because I wanted a little bit of time to discuss this. Do you think there are things that women think they want sexually that if that that absent our according to some increasingly depraved culture <laughs> they, they may not actually want. For example,
0: you know, being really disappointed that somebody won't eat their ass. I think uh, I, I'm going to give some women the benefit of the doubt here that there's some physical pleasure they get from it, but I'm going to guess that most of it's psychological. Mm-hmm. So it's like some kind of, uh, may, look, look, one issue that women uh, have Ali, notwithstanding, because she doesn't, she prefers not to receive oral sex. But an issue that um, some women have is just getting a man to move his face in that general direction, and so it could just be like that they're they're just trying to get them down there at all, you know. And this is kind of the exclamation point: if you can get them all the way to the ass, then you've really got what you wanted out of them.
1: Yeah, I think there are certainly behaviors that culture introduces to women that they wouldn't have thought of. Otherwise, but I don't think that it forces women to extensively gaslight themselves into thinking they like something (laughs) over multiple interactions. So they may be trying more things, but I don't think they're doing those things repeatedly, even though they don't like them.
2: Yeah. I mean, you're sort of straw manning my position there, but that's, that's effectively what I'm saying. Like, I think women may have gaslit themselves into convincing themselves that there are various acts that they would really like. And if yeah, and, and in a vacuum, they may not actually like those
0: things. Ali, Ali, what was the thing? What were you thinking the first time you received analingus?
1: <laughs> I, so I never have. Um, oh, I would probably just be I thinking know. about the hygiene considerations. Yeah, but, yeah.
0: Have you ever had it offered to you?
1: No. What? Yeah. Are uh, you offering? No. <laughs> <laughs> Then no, 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 I haven't.
0: Actually, I am on behalf of Keith.
1: <laughs>
2: no, I am not agent. either. I'm, I'm, I mean, I can't, I, you know, you read these, <laughs> there was like this famous thing that men would say in response to pictures of attractive women posted on the internet. This must've been like 15 years ago, but they would say, yeah, I would eat the, the corn kernels out of her. Oh, no, come her on. And I have never... I've never been so attracted to a woman in the moment where I felt like I wanted to lick her asshole. It just seems like, like the 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 risk is too high.
1: Well, that's something Howie, where you,
2: mm. yeah, go ahead. That's
1: something where society is you know tricking men into thinking they would enjoy eating the corn kernels out of someone's poop when they really would not. I
0: don't think it's society. I think it's the male libido that just makes <laughs> men. Yeah, it's still crazy. Their their disgust <laughs> reflex is so suppressed yeah. that they would
2: just right. do anything.
0: What Ali? What? So I mean, you're a relatively adventurous person, generally. I mean, you're on a sex and relationships podcast here. So what? What has prevented you from being curious about receptive anal lingus? (laughs) I'm going to assume that you all. Well, you're probably not going to tell us whether you've performed anal lingus on someone. Maybe you would, but like either direction. Like, what's prevented you from having a (laughs) higher level of interest?
1: Uh. I mean, previous guests have pointed out that I'm not particularly adventurous <laughs> compared to themselves. So I've, I've neither performed nor requested. <laughs> um, and I think this the thing that's preventing me from performing or requesting is is really the same thing. Just I don't want to get poop anywhere near my mouth, nor do I want my partners to, because their mouths get near my mouth.
0: Okay. Uh, and you're not into anal sex either, right? I can't remember. No,
1: no, I'm not. I've I've tried that maybe three times and it just hurt a lot every time in a way that I did not enjoy. So. Hmm.
0: Hmm.
2: Okay. Well, okay. I have two questions. I mean, well, have, has anyone ever asked you to perform analingus on them? No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this is sort of the same situation as me. Somebody asked me once. I declined. <laughs>
0: I asked you to perform it on them. Yes. Yes. What what, what were the exact words that uh, I'm assuming it was a woman that she used? Yeah. I was going down on her
2: in the normal way and uh, she kept like, you know, tilting her hips in such a way. And I thought, you know my ego being what it is. I thought she was just really enjoying what was going on, but no, she was, (laughs) she was trying to reposition me because yeah, ultimately she said, uh, I mean, she, she didn't say, please eat, but she said, you can eat my ass if you like. I don't think she said, if you like her grammar would not have been that good, but she said, yeah, she, she basically came out and said, please eat my ass. And it I mean it's actually sort of an awkward situation because I don't want to do that, but it's sort of a turnoff if like you ask your partner to do something in a sexual encounter and they say no. Is it true? Yeah, it is. Okay. Well, I mean, it doesn't happen very often. Like normally it's been collectively bargained or over over time or explicitly. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Yes.
2: What what activities are on the table. And so if somebody's declining something, you know. Um
1: yeah, yeah so the,
0: they're, they're rejecting. I mean, it's a rejection, so like it's going to lower like the temperature of the situation, right. possibly a lot, huh? So she okay. took a risk, and you reject. It. How would you? What, what, what form did your rejection take? Just like I think it, it was it was a two letter word, and it started with N and ended with O. Like was, okay, no, you know.
2: I, I probably tried to be a little bit more gentle. I don't remember. I'd rather not. <laughs> I don't know what I said. Okay. <laughs>
1: I prefer not. (laughs) you first. (laughs) So we don't have any
0: expertise here on the, uh, we'll have to seek out some expertise to get more information on the, uh, the analingus. uh, I get the sense
1: it's something younger people are doing like very young.
2: Yeah. But that gets back to the initial point. I I said that at, at, um, in the, in in our last episode, which is, I do think that if you could somehow look at, if there was like Google trends for, the types of sex that people were having. I think that we would see (laughs) that over the last 10 years, there's been an increase in analingus. And I don't know why, I I guess it's cultural um, and I guess- And you think specifically
1: an increase in heterosexual analingus, that the increase is not just that there are more homosexual couplings happening.
2: Oh yes, I think, yes, I think independent of that. I didn't know, is that true? Is that true that there's more, I don't know how they count. Grinder, well,
1: self-reports of sexuality show increases in all of the, uh, like every, in every LGBT denomination or whatever, except lesbians, I think.
2: Um, yeah, but people might feel more liberated to self-report now
0: than ever before.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Except lesbians. I w- I th- I was sure you were going to say except for hetero- homo- uh, gay men.
1: No, no, I think there's more of them also.
0: You think that the recent sort of, like the new flag they've got with like the diamond or the triangle with the brown, (laughs) silver, there's a lot of colors. And I I actually have learned what they all mean, but I forgot. Uh, You think that has has caused some men to become gay?
1: No. I don't think okay. vaxillology in and of itself can switch a man, but <laughs> Keith no, no, has no, been no. to seventy-five countries. It would have happened by now. <laughs> so he's seen so many flags. I, I of course, I not not the,
0: not the flags, but the uh, cultural <laughs> shift changing men's perspective. My view on that is that uh, it's interesting because you're on a very tricky precipice there. Because if you take that position, that if, if anybody, not you, if a researcher were to take the position that <laughs> uh, some cultural change has resulted in a net higher percentage of gay men, then that suggests that it actually is a lifestyle choice.
1: Yeah, I think being willing to live the lifestyle and not being, you know, closeted is a oh, choice. Okay. okay.
0: So then it's what Keith said, which is just like more people self-reporting or more people like... uh coming out of the closet as it were in their lives. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm assuming
1: more people doing butt stuff because of this.
0: Sure. That makes possible. It's possible.
2: I mean, just because you're gay doesn't mean you got to put your mouth on your partner's asshole. That's true.
1: (laughs) No, but it does does open up the butt for activities in ways (laughs) that (laughs) sometimes.
2: yeah, I suppose. Okay, I don't want to talk about assholes anymore. Can we move on to
0: yeah. like something else?
2: All right. Um, yes.
0: Should we should we do the porn now, Mike? Yes, we should. Okay. Do uh, you want to so, introduce it to us? Sure thing. So as always, we have a porn that we will link in the show notes. This one actually is unlisted. It's on Pornhub, but it's unlisted. So Oh. You're not going to find this one uh, <laughs> just by searching around, uh, and that might make you wonder, like, how did I find it? And we're just going to keep that uh, confidential. i um, actually not; sh- I don't remember It's <laughs> the real answer. <laughs> there's, so there's- we'll start, yeah.
1: but you didn't produce it. It's not something that you made.
0: Uh, it'll be pretty obvious to you that I didn't produce it. <laughs> uh, so okay. why don't we start uh, six minutes in to it? Okay, Uh exactly. we can watch six maybe minutes? 30 seconds. Yeah, let's start okay. at six. Oh, oh. Do you have it up there, Allie?
1: Yeah.
0: Hold on. That's great. And Allie, this, Allie actually may... Um, oh, Allie doesn't like this particular activity that much. So it might it might actually sort of bother uh, you. It might trigger some <laughs> That's your negative. goal,
1: I know. But... <laughs> Six. That was not oh, my oh. goal. All yeah. Right. Um,
0: so, yes. Yeah, and the, the title of this one is... Um, actually, it's... Uh, yes. the, the the author of it, or rather the uploader of it to Pornhub is Mr. Pussy Licking. Mr. Pussy Licking. <laughs> so,
2: 220,000
0: subscribers. <laughs> yeah, and this is an unlisted one. So this is like the secret you know, stuff. All right. You guys ready? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yes. So let's kind of, we'll do like 30 seconds. I'll narrate it. So people who choose not to play along and uh, watch along can can understand what's going on. Okay. Go ahead. I'm going to start down. it in three, two, one, starting. Right. So it's a woman on her back. She's moaning and a guy is between her legs giving her oral sex. She appears to be enjoying it. Someone's heavy breathing. Maybe the guy he's, she's sort of, he's now kissing it. Yeah. She's skinny and seems potentially attractive. Although where you're seeing her is just from her head down. Now it's good. this really kind of gross look of him. He's sort of looking Ooh. at her and he's like licking from one end of her vulva oh. to the other. Uh, he's got sort of hair that looks like it's from the 80s like a surf <laughs> movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or maybe blonde. a 90s boy band. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Okay. Why don't we pause here? Okay. Oh, she's sort of opening it up from the lick better. Oh my goodness. What's this? What's
1: on the floor next to them? Is that
0: like her 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 oh, I thought it
1: was like a little octopus toy or something. <laughs> it does look yeah, like an yeah. octopus.
0: Yeah. So okay. uh, is this why you don't like oral sex uh, receiving? Yes, Alex? this
1: one video. I saw this one. <laughs> no, no. No. <laughs> um, what, is,
2: what is the this pronoun, Mike?
0: Uh, this, the fact that it looks like this. So I just want to, so just to be clear, we're watching from over, this is basically female point of view. We're watching from over the woman's head. I didn't make that clear in the narration. And so this is going to give some idea of what a woman sees, although you're sort of above her head, but it gives an idea. But, but Allie, why don't you give us what your thoughts are on this?
1: Yeah, this is not why I don't like it. I mean, these two people seem to be having an okay time, um, the reason I don't like it is much more for the psychological aspect than, than the physical aspect or what it looks like.
0: Okay. I would, I would attach the psychology and the visual elements together, but why don't mm. you say, so I'm even I have my eyes closed. Okay.
1: Uh,
0: I know why I don't like it, but l- okay. Let's tell us, a, <laughs> tell us a couple more sentences about why, uh, what's the psychological aspect? You don't want someone pleasuring you.
1: Yeah. I don't want that to be the entire focus. And I also worry about, you know, if they don't like the way it tastes or smells or something that they're going to kind of power through it because they think that it's what I really want. When when I've received it, it hasn't been as effective as other techniques or other activities. Um, and right. so it's not. it's not the one thing that I want. And I feel like it has much more potential to be unpleasant or tedious
0: for the- Are you certain fan? that when it's less effective than other techniques, it's not because of the psychological dimension? In other words, if you that were- factors
1: certain- in, yeah, it's a feedback loop. I, sure. have a, yeah.
0: I have a potential mm-hmm. tip here. So okay. I too do
2: not like receiving all <laughs> uh, I have, I have discovered something over the last, say, I don't know, a year or so that mm-hmm. can make it more, more enjoyable for me, which is if I am stoned, I mm-hmm. enjoy it better. And I think mm-hmm. what's happening there is it's removing the insecurity aspect of it, or, or at least partially removing the insecurity aspect of it. I feel can you less say insecure. more about that? I mean, sometimes when I'm, when I'm stoned, I'll, I'll have some paranoia, but not, not often. The reason why I mentioned that is that would seem to fly in the face of feeling less insecure.
0: But what are you insecure about in my life generally? <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, no. Let's let's stay away from that. Uh, <laughs> what are you insecure about uh, when a woman has her mouth encased around I gorgeous penis?
2: I don't like the asymmetry.
0: I don't like that. Like I'm the focus of the
2: of the activity. <laughs> Mike is making a face. Is if he can't even possibly relate to such a, a feeling. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean. I don't know if I worry about how I smell and taste. I just think that like penises smell and taste and look and sound disgusting generally. And like, yeah, it's just hard for me to understand somebody wanting to do that activity. And look, I've, I've gone through plenty of therapy on the show. I, I know that people <laughs> can actually want to give me a blowjob. Um, but yeah, weed helps with that insecurity aspect.
0: Um, I just wanted to mention that. Does it change your ability to orgasm though? Um,
2: it might make it slightly harder. I don't get stoned very often. I would say once or twice a month over the last year. And that's more than I ever had in the past. And so I'm still sort of learning a bit. I can pay more attention to that and report back maybe.
0: Okay. Let's see. I just think it's a shame for both of you, but Ali in particular here, if, yeah, because I mean, most women do report that physically it's very gratifying. I actually put this video on though because I wanted to talk about how gross it is to be in the moments <laughs> for a man to to view that uh, that. Uh, yeah, let's just say I wouldn't masturbate to this video.
1: Yeah, it's it's not showing very much of anything. Like you don't. It's see. almost. I was I just it man, almost
0: be G rated. Like I just don't want a man <laughs> you looking like Rod. Yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm-hmm um, yeah, I don't seeing the guy in that way. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's too, it's too X rated for me.
2: Mike, you don't find, you don't find like, I mean, you know, she's, she's in very good shape. Her skin is basically flawless and she's performing obviously, but you don't find like her, her hip machinations attractive.
0: I do. I just really don't like seeing the guy's face, uh, doing that activity. It bothers me. Yeah, I wouldn't want to like think, wake up and have a guy doing that to me.
2: Where do you think the microphone is in this shot? Like, because you can hear him breathing and her moaning. It's like true. The, I think there must be like a good microphone above. Maybe there's them. like
1: a boom right at you know over I, them. Right I think, think there is.
2: I think just off camera yeah. <laughs> because it sounds that the sound is too good. Well, well Mister Pussy, Pussy Licking,
0: Licking. Mister Pussy Licker, Mister Pussy Licking, Mister Pussy Licking has a. Obviously, it's professionally produced, probably. But as most amateur, I'm not. I'm not a rube here. I know that the amateur porn that I uh, prefer is generally pro- professionally produced. I know that. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. Yeah. This woman doesn't appear to have a single body hair, like below her forehead. Yeah. It's perfectly smooth. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see here. Okay, I wanted to talk about this one. And it yeah, sort of plays into something that Ali's mentioned in the past. Okay. So this person says, why do men tell me to come during sex? How should I respond? I made it a goal to stop faking orgasms, but my sexual partners have been making it difficult. Oftentimes when I'm having sex with a vocal man, after five to 10 minutes, he'll tell me to come on this dick girl. Not all men have done this, but I don't mm. remember the last time a man was vocal during sex and didn't tell me to come at some point. I'm really curious as to the reasoning behind this, because it does nothing for me except take me out of the moment by making me feel like I should be having an orgasm that I'm nowhere near having. Questions that have occurred to me over the years. Do they think telling me to come will turn me on so much that I actually have an orgasm? Are they commanding me like their words will magically make me come? Are they trying to let me know it's okay to come as if I'm intentionally holding back on them? Do they expect all women to come after five to 10 minutes of penetration? And so they assume at that point I must be close. Or do they actually realize that if they keep saying it, I'll just fake it? I'm assuming they want me to come so they don't feel guilty when they do, when they do. But what are these men expecting to happen when they tell me to orgasm? This is probably just a sign that I should communicate more before initiating sex, but I'd really like any input on why this happens and how should I respond to it.
0: I want to hear why Allie thinks it happens and whether it happens to her.
1: Uh, This specific, people don't tell me usually to come while I'm having sex with them, but I think in this case, it is just that men are not very good, for the most part, at dirty talk if they haven't practiced it or if they don't have a particular interest in that. So I think that in in the case of this person writing this post that she's just with men who want to say something dirty and kind of you give me, can you have give a us, large repertoire. This,
0: this is an example for you of bad dirty talk. Can you give me say, <laughs> two examples of good dirty talk that you've heard a guy do?
1: Nothing comes to mind, but I would just say that a lot of people don't have a variety of of phrases.
0: You know, I'll say some things, and you tell me if give me give me a rating on one to ten. All right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, You like that cock, don't you? Oh,
1: definitely heard that before.
0: Yeah, very common. That's good. That good? Yeah. But you said men are bad at it, so that uh, that sounds. Okay, fine. So that one was okay that you've heard a man say. Okay, you don't mm-hmm. like a "come on this dick," though. That you're not <laughs> with that one. I'm
1: right? just saying I don't think he's saying it because he actually is trying to command her to do so. I think he wants to say something that sounds sexy, okay. and those are okay. The wait, wait phrases that come up.
0: Can I try a couple other ones, Keith, really fast? Well, um. I'm deciding whether I want because I'm really excited
2: to hear other ones. But I want to. <laughs> but I want to, I want to just interject something. I, yeah, I think that um, he is saying it. Well, whatever. No, sorry,
0: Mike. You go ahead first. Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to write down. My uh, okay. So I don't forget uh, do you want me to paint that face white?
1: <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> What's wrong with that?
1: Um, too too euphemistic. I think.
0: Do you? Okay. So do you want me to spew my nut all over your eyelash eyelids? <laughs>
1: Also not good. I don't. I don't think spew. Baby, spew reminds me of like vomiting.
0: Baby, I'm going to glue your eyelids shut.
1: No, no.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: <laughs> you have to use at least one like sexy word.
0: Okay. What's a? Give me an example of a sexy word.
1: Like cock or cum. or. Okay. Fuck or, or
0: not. Okay. So there's just probably some regional variation here. You don't find "nut" to be a compelling word. <laughs> <laughs> regional, it's like the difference between soda and pop.
1: Yeah. Right. Right. No, but I also think uh, "spew" and "paint" and "glue" like these are all <laughs> normal words. These are <laughs>
0: okay. Uh, uh, I'm gonna come in you now, bitch.
1: Yeah, that that could work.
0: You like? That's okay. like
1: a five, maybe. Yeah. Uh, See,
0: I'm trying some to. People, what, what's so- a
2: ten? Some people like some people like being told they're a bad girl, and some people like being told they're a good girl. And
1: mm, yeah. people
2: can be wildly divergent on that. Some people like both.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, uh, be a good girl, or else I'll lick your asshole. <laughs> 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 so what's an example? Can you try one? That she might give a ten.
2: No, I'm too embarrassed. This is this is like oh, a conversation makes me scream. I think I might be one of these people who's like not good at sexy talk. Like it's um.
0: Uh, how about this? It, it, Don't look at me while I fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
1: I mean, again, like it has to, it, there has to be a narrative. It can't just be these individual short phrases. And I find that a lot of men have one or two short phrases that they enjoy saying, and they'll you know, say it maybe once or twice during the session. And then, you know, not. Is it,
0: is a ten like telling you to do something? Like for example, beg beg me for it or something like that. Is that a ten? Or like um no,
1: I think I think a ten is like a you know a narrative where you really feel like okay. they're talking to you. Okay. And it's not okay. just these short exhortations.
0: You don't want trite, right. Right. right dirty okay. talk. Mm-hmm.
1: So it's yeah. it's pretty
0: good. Cu- yes, yeah, so this is impossible to do basically, because think about this. So what Ali wants, and probably by extension, many women, maybe most women, is they want you to come up with some basically like romance novel that you're going to run through <laughs> while having sex with them. So you have to remember the romance novel. You imagine you have like these these this sheaf of papers near the pillow you're like kind of madly flipping through <laughs> as you're trying to thrust. All right. You could bring cue cards with you so that you don't uh, forget
2: important. I think you points. want it
1: to be that they're describing what they're thinking about or describing what they're seeing and feeling kind of as they're doing it.
2: Is it being uh, okay. is personalization important? <laughs> so, <laughs> in what like yeah. it, in what way? Yeah. Well, okay. Obviously, it's not good to you know call someone Claire when their name is Susan, right? Uh, so yeah. you know that that level of personalization is good, but yeah, like I don't know something relevant to you, like oh, I love your dark bush baby instead of. Like as a, you know, if someone was, you know, someone was a brunette as opposed to a redhead or blonde. You I don't know. know. Better,
0: like, like you better come quickly oh. or else I'll perform oral on you. Right. Yeah, that would be personalized for be Personalized <laughs> to you. Right. Yeah, I, I already did <laughs> analingus. I keep Yeah, mine are all threats.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They're all kind of just short directive phrases that I. Feel like.
2: And threatening. <laughs>
1: right. I'm yeah, gonna yeah.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna paint your uterus white. That would be really um, hard. Some personalization
1: it would be hard. could be, be good. Yeah. Very
0: long. <laughs> some personalization. Okay. All right. What was the topic again, Keith?
1: Well, so she's like really going into overthinking. Oh, yeah. Why do men ask her? You know,
2: Why do men ask her to come?
1: Right? Yeah. Sorry, what do no, they want? And I think she should just basically ignore it because I think they're just trying to say something sexy to like keep the mood going.
0: Oh, got it. So you think that, yeah, you don't think they want anything. They just want to keep fucking.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I don't think that's right. Uh, actually, I think that they uh, believe, I think that there's a really large percentage of men and it's that, yeah, well, you know this from listening to the podcast. There's, I believe there's a very large percentage of men who are extremely confused about what causes a woman to orgasm and porn is extremely detrimental in this particular way. Maybe it's the most detrimental aspect of porn. And so I think that they think, I think that some large percentage of men think that yeah, that that will work and the woman will have an orgasm. And I do not think they think that they're going to trigger fake orgasms. Uh, Yeah. I think most men would be upset if they thought it was going to trigger that, but they just like, don't put in enough analysis and don't have enough ability to communicate with their female partner to even know that that's going on.
1: Yeah. So Keith, have you ever done this? Have you ever told someone to come and then they came immediately and you were like, God, I'm so good at this?
0: Oh, for sure.
2: I mean, definitely the, the last thing you said there, um, the, <laughs> I think what's going on here. Well, I think there's, a he's not gonna going to tell on. you. No, 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 no. I have never told someone come for me, baby, because I don't think, yeah. Like the only thing. Okay. Oh, I saying have that, saying that to a man. Okay. We'll get back to you in a minute. Mike. all right. Saying that to a man can be pretty hot. Like you're like being, give, you know, a lot of men like yeah. that sort of like permission play.
0: And okay.
2: A lot of men spend their time having sex trying not to orgasm. So being explicitly given permission and believing that they're being given permission,
0: like the person isn't just saying it,
2: performing. and the man right.
0: likes the idea that the woman actually cares about him, right. his orgasm, which is can be the case, I think, like in in, in the moment, <laughs> but it's generally not. Like no woman, I mean, in most cases, women don't care about men orgasming, right? Um, like, and so, yeah. and so, you know, men. Probably by
2: and large, like hearing their, their partners say, you know, come for me, baby. But yeah, with women, like the last thing that most women want is to have like, as they're getting close to orgasm, suddenly a lot of pressure to orgasm. I think there's a. There's like a cerebral thing going on. And so it's like a paradox that ruins it for them.
0: And so it could go the other way, though, Keith, because if you know what I was going to say in terms of I've said it is like if you basically know they're going to, it makes it a little harder for them. Because I I do want to amend what I said before, though. There are women, I know this because I'm various subreddits I frequent, there are women who like uh, paradoxically or perplexingly men's watching men's orgasms to the extent that there are videos that women watch and like, apparently, that are just just cont- just men masturbating to orgasm, like again and again, just guys nutting while masturbating. So it's just it's just it's just nut after nut after nut, usually with the guy moaning that matters to women for some reason. So yeah, I I enjoy, enjoy, enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yikes! Yeah, that's not my favorite <laughs> style of porn. It might be my least yeah. favorite, actually. Mm-hmm. Well, that
1: makes sense that you and I would have polar opposite tastes.
0: <laughs> if we could review one of those porns. Just a guy, just guys, <laughs> just nutting, nut, just nut everywhere. Yeah. Uh,
2: um okay do you guys okay i'm gonna i'm gonna move this forward uh yeah so this person posted on the sugar lifestyle forum which of course is the subreddit for sugar daddies and sugar babies uh this is i don't know this is more of a potentially higher brow conversation than we usually have so let's see if we can hold it together here. This person says sugar babies who have ambitious goals and dreams. Do you ever regret this lifestyle as a shortcut or a quote unquote cheat code? I'm a 20 year old female going to a good school that I worked hard to get accepted to. And I have big career goals and dreams. I'm aware of this lifestyle. I know some people who do this, and uh, this being sugaring. I know some people who do this and it is sometimes very tempting. I get asked if I model and I get attention for my looks before anybody knows anything else about me. I don't really need to try. I just have a certain look and I'm at the right age. Not trying to sound vain. It's just the way it is. The thing is, I have a younger brother who I've always been kind of competitive with. Our parents encouraged it and drove us to excel and both got accepted to different Ivy League schools. We both have ambitious career and personal goals. Our parents set us up with the first year paid for and we are going to figure out the rest ourselves. It would be so easy to sugar for a little while and just sock away the money for tuition. I have some friends who do this and they come away from rich and they come from rich families where college is all paid for, so they do it for handbags and exotic trips. The thing is, my brother doesn't have that option. He's working in a job. He's working a job in addition to studying and truly busting his ass. I just feel like wherever we end up later on, he will have truly worked for it. And I will have leveraged my youth and beauty as a kind of cheat code or a shortcut. I'm almost done here. I consider myself a feminist also. And I'm aware of how long and hard women have had to struggle to be taken as equals in the workplace and afforded the same places at the table. This feels like a step back. I'm not disparaging anyone who does this. I'm just torn and trying to sort it out. I wonder how many shorter babies end up having regrets either during or after. That's sort of a different discussion, the the regret discussion, but... Um, my thought is that <laughs> her brother's going to have plenty of advantages soon enough. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. She I don't should... know why
1: she's concerned about what her brother will feel about this.
2: <laughs> yeah. I feel like she should just dive in and like, if she can monetize
0: her sexuality, uh, she should absolutely do that. But I, I think, think it Mike might feel otherwise. You know. Well, there, uh, I think that's, yeah, it depends on her attitude about what she wants to have happen in her life. Um, The risk to her, I don't think is, I mean, there's some like physical risk. You know, you're basically like, I know from frequenting some of these forums that like there is a decent overlap between sugaring and something more like escorting. She can probably manage that just by how she interacts with uh, the men in question. Um, And I agree completely. The main risk that a woman is going to have is going to be the fact that many women no no the they many oh, women man. choose to sorry i meant i meant sorry i was jumping ahead the main risk women have i think uh in ter- vis-a-vis her brother is that that they many women choose to exit the workforce for a period of time when they have kids and that decreases their opportunities so yeah i totally agree about the uh um him having advantages the uh yeah. however the main risk I see for her in this is that it may make it difficult for her to actually, if if having a normal relationship with a guy is her one of her life goals, it may make that difficult because uh, once you go down this path, uh, you may have difficulty actually tolerating a guy who's not basically paying you or wealthy, and that may not is that be bad? conducive. It could be, yeah, it could be.
2: Well, okay, just for the sake of argument let's say she dates you know a series of 40 to 50 year old wealthy successful charming gentlemen and she develops a taste for that fine elixir and you know then after making some money that way she decides she wants to find a partner more her age but she finds men her age sort of intolerable for various yeah. reasons
0: Right, so I mean, the thing. Look, I think all this stuff's great, uh sugaring and all this sort of stuff. But I, I'm also aware of the fact that, like, there's a, uh, peep the there's a set of men out there who don't <laughs> aren't sugar daddies, and are and there there's a different sort of personality style there, and <clears throat> by the like, you're you're still dating. Look even though they're fine and charming and all this sort of stuff, you're still dating a guy who's chosen to pay for sex. Right. And so that is a self-selected group of people. And that may not be the kind of person that she wants to ultimately marry.
1: I mean, I think the difficulty, like the comparison with the brother, I think is more like one of the commenters points out the opportunity cost that if you're in an Ivy League school, you have job opportunities or internship opportunities that aren't just working at McDonald's. So if her brother has a job and is at a similar school, maybe he's actually getting real experience, building connections, like people who are going to write recommendation letters for him later on or something, um, which is something that she's not getting from this arrangement. But then- Well, hold on.
2: Not necessarily. I mean, she it, could, could the yeah. it could be the case that the guy is wealthy and well connected. Like if she's as attractive as she describes- I mean, the problem is when you're 20, like, how are you going to recognize this? But like you, you could have say, put, you know, 10 different potential men who want to date you and, you know, three of them might be well-connected in the industry or an industry that you could potentially be interested in. And that connection could be worth way more than, you know, having an internship at a radio station if you want to be, you know, a broadcaster.
1: Yeah. i so, yeah, sure. If you can somehow find that, you know if she can very Correct. selectively target those people who will help her in her career, then it could be more beneficial. But like, right. I guess that's what I would see is depending on what she wants to do is maybe the opportunity cost. And the other risk being, you know, if, if she's in a relatively small town or market or something like yeah. you know, she runs into people, she does want yeah. to work for yeah. later or runs into professors or something. And that could be something that she doesn't want to do.
0: The, the uh, right. yeah, I mean, having uh, developing relationships with people that have access to money is almost always going to be useful, uh, regardless of the career. But I, one other thing I want to point out here is uh, keep in mind that while she's saying that she's going to an Ivy League school, it's probably Cornell. So <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: A very small town then. I mean, how many people in Ithaca are on these forums? Like where I, will she find people?
2: I knew, I knew a Cornell joke was coming. I was going to preempt it because she said that they're going to different Ivy League schools. And I, and I was going to say something like, well, she should say what they are so that we can judge immediately.
1: Right. I should have preempted
2: it because I knew it would come. Yeah. There you go. I think Cornell is the second to worst Ivy
0: League school. It doesn't so, mean anything.
1: Is all, Dartmouth, all the worst? Is Brown the worst or is Dartmouth? I think the worst?
0: yeah, I would think Dartmouth or Brown. I think yeah. they're all the worst now because they're all woked out. So that's my opinion. I think people should go to some other country probably.
2: Do you even have to take the SAT to get into Ivy League schools anymore? Not not
0: if you're a Jedi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's let, we should definitely move on now. Um uh this person says my girlfriend still has a toy based on an ex <laughs> a few days ago my 25 year old male girlfriend's it uh, sorry mine so this guy's a 25 year old male and his girlfriend's 24 uh, my girlfriend's friend was round and we ended up talking about those kits that allow guys to make a dildo from their cock are you guys aware of this by the way
1: i've heard of it i've never seen one in real life okay
0: all right but yeah you, oh you all you one? Have-
1: no, but no, I've, I've heard of the concept. But I've never.
0: If uh, you were going to get one of one of us, <laughs> whose cock would you like?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, do I want it to be very small do not oh. <laughs> Wow.
2: Wow. Wow. This is all hearsay, by the way. It started, <laughs> right, right. started as like a, a joke and then it became a meme, and now it's like. Okay. Anyway, uh, my girlfriend mentions she has an ex do one for. She, she had an XD one for a present once and got it and it got me thinking. She has a small collection of a few plugs, a vibrator, and a dildo. The dildo doesn't exactly look like the one of the standard ones you'd buy online, so I figured maybe it was the same one. I asked her if the dildo was the one her ex made for her, and she said it was. I got a bit angry and told her she should throw it out. Nice. I know she still uses it, and we've even used it together once. <laughs> she called me insecure and said there was no reason to throw it out. Do you think I overreacted? I don't know what to think now.
0: That's a tough one. What do you
2: think? I would
1: would definitely feel weird about it. And I do think she should throw it out. But it's also the sort of thing where you don't want to have to be in the position of having to ask someone to get rid of it. Right. She should have just spontaneously gotten rid of it.
0: So you're saying if a guy you knew that you weren't sexually involved with gave you a dildo of his penis, you wouldn't use it.
1: (laughs) Oh wait! I thought this was her ex-boyfriend's. It voice. was, but I'm just Mike, checking. Mike was
2: wondering if he mails you a mold of his penis.
0: Oh,
1: <laughs> so if it, if it was someone that I was not sexually involved with, that's different. Um,
0: then you'd use it?
1: May, maybe <laughs> if it if it looked nice, yeah. I've, wow. But this okay. is this is like an something... an eye that, keep an
2: eye out on your mail for the next week,
1: Allie. Yeah. Okay. Good. My mom is <laughs> at my place. So she It should be a new um, turn. It's like
0: sending it's like sending a dick pic, but it's like more aggressive. <laughs> yeah, really if you have, a dick pic.
1: if you have access to a three D printer and you send not just a dick pic but a dick object to art, like that would be, yeah, that would be great. I, I would appreciate and the you, effort.
0: I just like the idea that of women getting this is a thing that should exist. I mean, it's it shouldn't. It shouldn't because <laughs> no, it's abusive. Does it. exist? No, 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 no. But this idea that you could like uh guys could like send their crush or not even like. You could, I'm just imagining some very attractive woman celebrity just getting thousands of these.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's what
0: I'm imagining. Yeah. Okay. No, that's interesting. On, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I think the issue is that, you know, if I were in that guy's shoes, yeah, I wouldn't want to know that my partner has kept a mold of the genitalia of their previous partner. That seems okay. very cool. intimate. Like
2: Hold on. Let's steal man, the, the girlfriend's case here, okay? Let, let's say they're young. They don't have much money. She has this dildo. She's not comfortable buying another
0: dildo, although she did have a bunch of other sex toys. So
1: she has a Yeah, she has a whole collection. I I'm hope much- when they
0: were playing with it in, as a couple, she made him suck it. <laughs> <laughs> I right, like I mean, that. that's terrible. Or, yeah, or suck, t- my, suck my ex's dick. <laughs> would, you, would that be hot to you? Is that like an eight?
1: No, that's that's like you a suck. zero. because I
0: would be gay. Then. Suck your ex's dick. Suck your ex's dick right now. Oh, okay, no, fine. I
1: don't think you want to bring up. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. this is something There's-
1: where I'm more territorial about it than either of you guys. Like maybe Keith wouldn't mind, but I don't. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want my partner's exes. You know, involved in in my relationship with my partner. So at if all. you're...
0: If your partner had a mold of the vagina of his ex and used it as a fleshlight occasionally as a masturbation toy, you would ask him to replace it with a generic one. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, or I would break up with him. I mean, that seems so offensive.
0: Even if he was I don't poor, think you if, break, if he was poor, you'd break up with him anyway because he's poor. Okay? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, why bother? Go. But <laughs> 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 that's
2: right. He should be able to, <laughs> right? Yeah, the, the excuse that he can't afford it would not would not fly with you. I don't okay, it's mildly offensive, but if it was thoughtless or I mean I mean look, if your ex is like constantly masturbating with pictures or three-dimensional objects that are specifically yeah, evoking memories of her ex, then that's that's obviously a problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In in the situation where she's just lazy or thoughtless, I mean, I don't really, like, lazy or thoughtless people, so that that might be a reason itself, but I don't think it's, like, a reason to be... I, I don't think it's super offensive, as you said. Like, I, I think it's just
0: sort of awkward. It's odd that she even told him. She could have just said, this is my dildo. I, I bought
2: right. it. Right. You no, know? yeah. you know,
0: he was able to tell because it looked unusual.
2: Maybe it had a curve or a vein in a place it's where hot. you wouldn't expect it or something.
0: I'm not just sure. Sort of like a Bill, a Bill Clinton penis.
1: Hmm. Yeah, but she, she, she could have about- said...
0: Phil Clinton's penis that I don't know? Yeah, yeah, it's curved in a certain way. That's how, like, all the, that's why, that's how you know he's a rapist or whatever. A <laughs> huh, serial, yeah. whatever you want to call him, is because the women all know this thing about him. And they're yeah. always right. <laughs> right.
2: They, they, they're like, oh, you <laughs> saw the mole at, at four o'clock on the shaft. Yeah, okay.
0: Yes.
1: So, yeah, she could have just said that it was one of those, like, celebrity, you know, oh, this is Richard Gere's penis or something, which, like, <laughs>
2: what if he did research and checked online and it was obviously not, you know, sometimes the lie can be worth worse than the crime.
1: Yeah. I mean, that would, that'd be only if like she really wanted to keep it and couldn't, I guess, afford, I'm looking up right now how much these are.
0: Well, she doesn't have a penis of her own to mold. Oh, she could penis. She has his right. But that's a (laughs) slippery slope. Slippery slope. You're just molding and molding and molding as you break up with people.
1: (laughs) These are only, where does it end? This your, is your like
0: carbon footprint expands as you make ridiculous. hundreds
2: of penis molds. It's $40.
1: So I looked up the mold. The mold is $40. I think if you have a new partner, you can afford perhaps as a gift to get a new mold, explain that this is something that you like and make a new one.
2: Yeah, All right. What's the environmental impact of such profligate penis molding? Yeah. All right, let's move yeah. on. Um, this one's a little bit long, but I I think it's interesting because this person's like the opposite of me and is very confusing. So this person says, I have an unhealthy sexual obsession with my wife. Help title says it all. We've been married for almost 10 years. We have three kids together. She's my absolute fantasy woman. Her body is literally my perfect female form. She may, may, she may not be that to someone else, but in my eyes, every inch of her screams sex. So the way I read that sentence is she's not even that attractive. Every curve is perfect. Every smile and facial expression makes me weak and hard as a rock constantly. Even her voice, the way she does things, I have to constantly control myself or I would bend her over whatever was nearby and fuck the shit out of her multiple times a day, no matter where we are. When she orgasms, which is almost every time we make love, <laughs> her squeals <laughs> and convulsions just about make me pass out from coming so hard. Sounds great, right? In reality, not so much. It's nearly impossible for me to concentrate on mundane family activities, everyday normal conversations, family time with our kids. She loves sex with me and accommodates me often, but it is still not enough. All day I'm thinking of fucking her. At work, at the gym, anytime I'm not with her, fantasizing about her, and counting the minutes until I can race home and have sex with her. She never has an opportunity to initiate because I'm already doing it. It's exhausting for both of us. I don't have these thoughts or urges for any other women. I don't find porn interesting. I don't dream of fucking celebrities or strangers slash casual acquaintances. I just want to be inside my wife's vagina 24 seven. And for some reason we go, we go a few to several days between lovemaking and become irritable, moody and clingy to her. There are times when she just has to flat tell me no. And I understand and try to accept it because she's a human being with her own body control and not just my fuck toy. I would never take her against her will. And I suppose I should be grateful to her for accommodating me as much as she does. There's one more paragraph. We've talked about this many times, usually while laying in bed in a pool of our own sweat and talked about sex counseling for us and obsession compulsion counseling for me, which makes a lot of sense. And she's going to eventually tire of all this. And I'm going to be either masturbating to her pictures all the time or having to take some kind of medication to inhibit sex drive. Neither sound like great options. Does anyone have any ideas? I'm in heaven when making love to my perfect wife and miserable when I'm
0: not. Sounds like a woman's fantasy, man. It also reminds me of that Reddit meme of the guy, <clears throat> of the person who was saying, uh, oh, I just remember the quote is like, I I'll, 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 I would pick his dead wife also or whatever. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: reminds um, me of yeah, that. Yeah, this,
1: this sounds fake. It also sounds unhealthy. I think the commenters who think that he has like OCD or something have an interesting okay. idea. Let's presume
2: for a moment it's not fake. I mean, it's definitely maladaptive to behave this way. Like as a man, you are supposed to want to have sex a lot,
0: but. Oh, here we go. Constantly different women.
2: Yes. So like what happened to his brain that like made it zero in on just this one target?
1: I mean, OCD, like you're supposed to want to close the door only once. You have OCD, you want to close it 19 times. Like he says it interrupts, you know, it interrupts like family time. It interrupts work. Like that's classic, you know, addictive.
0: What does that even mean? So he's sitting, I'm just imagining he has kids. You're sitting at the dinner table. (laughs) They pass the rice and then you just have this massive hard on.
1: Apparently, right? He can never wear (laughs) sweatpants.
0: (laughs) <laughs> or else we will traumatize to children. pretend We're supposed to pretend this is real, so fine. Yes. I guess, yes, he has a massive heart on all the time. He's, got, he's like, Priapus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, don't think...
2: I don't... I, 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 I cannot relate to this at all. It's hard for me to even imagine what a hypothetical experience would be. I mean, I think a lot of men are are much closer to this than I am. Like, for me... Uh, In most of my sexual relationships, I I become, I don't want to say ambivalent, but uh, to a point where like I can control my sex drive and I want sex, you know, a few times a week. And that's, that's that. Um, And I don't know if that's a little bit less than normal or not. I I know that everybody likes to claim that they have sex with their partners, you know, nine times a week, but I don't think that's actually true in the long run. Uh, But this man is describing something where like, he's just totally insatiable and, He's like redlining on sex drive at all times. Seems like a strange experience.
0: Yeah. I mean, you already have, there's all kinds of problems. There's the semen problem, right? <laughs> I mean, his semen's up in there and then he's wanting to go up in there again and again. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's just, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I
1: guess. There's two issues. One issue is the monogamy issue, which I don't really have a problem with. If he says, I'm really only attracted to my wife, I don't find other women attractive. That's fine. The thing I have a problem with is where he's describing it as being compulsive, and that he can't stop thinking about it even when he's supposed to be thinking about other things, and that he gets irritable when they go more than a day without having sex, and that he thinks it's kind of bothering her sometimes. And if that were anything else, if he was like, you know, I I need to turn off the stove five times and you know I mean it would it would be compulsive in any other man well,
0: male sex drive is a little bit compulsive. I mean that's not I mean
1: yeah like uh, my Keith reaction
0: masturbates is... Keith's masturbating right now. Let's put it that way. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah.
0: No I I wanted to like say it's like my reaction is like the exact
2: opposite of Allie. It's like it's it's that the monogamy part is bothersome. Right. <laughs> like, I agree with that. Like, like his his insistence that the only thing that he ever feels any sexual desire for is his wife is, as Mike said, like the female fantasy, like it's outrageous. It would be nice if like most men felt like that. But I think this man is extremely unusual that in that sense. And then, yeah, like his sense of like always wanting to have sex. Well, I think I would feel that way if there was like infinite supply of, you know, new strange around me all the time myself. And so like that part I can kind of relate to. Although I'm 41 now, so like I don't even know. (laughs) At least I can relate to that part. It's the like hyper focus on on the
0: one person that
2: I find offensive.
0: Yeah, I mean, he must find a lot of advertising and television shows confusing. I mean, there's so much culture that is aimed at uh, peaking the male sex drive. You know, making a man interested in a new woman. Yeah, what's that that mean? Totally confusing what's that meme where the man's like walking down the street, holding his girlfriend's
2: hand, but he's like looking over his shoulder, like sort of, you know, saying, ooh, mm-hmm. at, the, at the girl walking by. Like, what does he think of that meme? He's like, oh, that's funny because she's wearing a different outfit. Like, like, does he just completely <laughs> not understand it? Right, that's he like, made a version of weird. that meme where it's
1: the same woman in both positions it's, <laughs> and it's his wife. And he's like, it's right. me. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Uh, all right. Well, all right. Next, this person said, I had sex with another man and don't know how to tell my boyfriend. Just to clarify, me and my boyfriend are in an open relationship. We just decided after years of being together to try to open our relationship. Neither of us wanted, went into this with a list of people we wanted to fuck. It was just as if the opportunity, it was just if the opportunity happened. But the terms were that we tell each other before safe for safety reasons or like the next day. But after a few days, we decided... All this, the opportunity happened for me. I wasn't expecting it so soon, but the guy was really cute, and we had been friends for a while, so he knew he wouldn't hurt me. But I don't know how to tell my boyfriend because I know he's a little insecure about his "quote unquote" lack of success, as he puts it, with the with the situation. He says I would be more successful than he would. I don't want to. I don't want to go over to him like, "Hey, babe, you were right. I'm hella successful," or some other asshole shit like that. I also want to say I've asked him multiple times if he really does want to be in an open relationship. He says he wants to try it. We kind of joke about it a lot, but now I feel guilty for having sex with someone else and not telling him yet. Sorry about the tangent and probably going all over the place with this, but IDK, I guess I need to vent slash get advice. So this person sounds like she's about 19. Uh, The boyfriend, I'm sure, would like to have sex with other 19-year-olds, but... Is relatively unable and so he's dealing with the normal thing which is like well i want to screw other people i don't want you to but in order for me to i have to say you can and then she actually did and so now they're so now what? well it's going to be much easier for her obviously uh, uh, yes i'm i'm shocked that uh an attractive woman is able to find
0: sex easily i mean did she did she put her phone number on there because i could <laughs> i'm available
1: <laughs> you're going to
2: send her a dildo okay Uh, what's the molds made you know it's easy to send it's a fair point right yeah just high uh fixed cost but low variable cost Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i think i mean keith you can talk about this from being in an open relationship but i think this is something you should Mm -hmm. probably agree upon ahead of time is like when do you tell the other person and maybe he says don't ever tell me but probably they want to be told you know, before yes. something happens.
2: Well, okay. So Alyssa and I are are technically in an open relationship, although neither of us has slept with anybody else in the approximate year that we have been seeing each other. So it's like a what is it? It's like a I don't know what the analogy here is. It's like something
0: is allowed but hasn't happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should switch it to the kind where you get to do whatever you want and she doesn't.
2: I mean. I feel like either side saying that at this point, like normally that would be an outrageous thing to say like,
0: oh, I want to
2: be able to sleep with anyone, but I don't want you to. That would normally be an outrageous thing, but neither of us actually has slept with anyone else. So it's not like you'd be like withdrawing some sort of thing that they've been like, you know leveraging massively.
0: yeah, but the the difference <clears throat> there is a difference in the potentially and the reason why that right uh, for her, it could be well, we've discussed this, but I mean, for her, it's basically not lack of desire for you. It's that it's extremely difficult if your requirement is to be honest with the other potential partner to find somebody willing to do that. Right. That's right. So, uh, so that's, so actually the, the, sorry, one more modification you should make, you should make it so uh, fine. It could be that both of you can do it, but then also you should no longer be required to tell the other woman.
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll run that by her. I'm sure that will go well. Uh, (laughs) um, I'm trying to make it fair. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I did, look, it's, it's a pity she's not here. Maybe we'll have her on next episode and we can relitigate this. But yeah, I mean, look, open relationships are a little bit silly because the woman has access to infinite sex, but not infinite uh, intimacy. And the man has very limited access to sex. But if he does find someone, they are going to to intimacy. And so like that, yeah, those two things <laughs> make it difficult to have like a responsible,
0: uh, I mean, don't want intimacy. we don't want intimacy at all. We want to just have sex and then leave. Right. Well, in the case of a open
2: relationship, sex, having your partner, probably your full-time partner probably actually wants you not to feel intimacy for that person. And of course Good. that third person wants you to feel intimacy for them.
0: Um, especially, yeah whatever it's complicated yeah what's that all about why do women want intimacy alley
1: <laughs> uh, it's nice to have someone to talk to
0: <laughs> but can't you just talk but, to other women
1: <laughs> yeah but oh. your
0: why you partners guys around all?
1: all the time and you get to have sex and talk to them and you know go out to eat and go to museums and concerts and it's kind of a one-stop shop like entire package of interaction. So you've
0: slyly slipped in you you said you get to get to <laughs> and then you put in you put under that umbrella have sex and have intimacy, but you you miss that you could be viewed as you get to have sex with them and have to talk to them. So it be that <laughs> right yeah. so-
1: I try to only have sex with people who I really want to talk and do all the other stuff with also.
0: Huh. You should try the other. Like, I mm -hmm. I like the idea of you have sex with one set of people and then the set of people you talk to and interact with is a totally different set of people.
1: Who I find completely sexually repulsive, but otherwise very fun to be around. See, I guess. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot more of an overlap between those categories for me.
2: Huh. Huh. Not for me. What percentage of couples that have been together for 10 plus years, do you think prefer their partner as their like number one person to talk to? 50. Okay. I think it's lower. What do you
0: think it is?
1: I think it might be slightly higher. But I would say, yeah, like 65,
0: 70. I I think he's going to come in at 25. There's some selection bias here, right? Because
2: when I say they're still together, we're eliminating all the people who get divorced. But I think a lot of people, yeah, I mean, like 50% of relationships is probably way more than 50 now, right? Like it was famously 50 like 20 years ago and in divorce. Now it must be. 80 or something. I don't know what it is, but let's call it 60, right? So we're, we're getting rid of all those folks. So now we have like the 40% that that are, are still <laughs> forcing the square peg into the round hole. And yeah, I just suspect that most of them have built up resentment for each other or feelings that, yeah, I, I bet it's, I bet it's less than, I bet, I bet less than half of those folks would I mean, it depends on the topic, right? Like if it's something that they've been talking about for years and they've had lengthy discussions about for long periods of time, like obviously you want to build upon that foundation and continue those conversations. But if it's, you know, there would be some topics that I think people would crave some sort of external opinion on. All right, Holly,
0: why do you think it's 75?
1: So I'm imagining this both as who do you talk to the most often? And I think the longer you're in a relationship, the more likely it is that it's going to be your partner just by default. Yes, of course. And then also, I'm I'm including topics of conversation that are maybe contentious or could lead to argument that sometimes you return to over and over again. And I think that there's something somewhat satisfying about those kinds of conversations anyway, that maybe in an unhealthy way, like lead you to want to have them over and over like with your partner.
0: Hallie, don't you think it's kind of weird that you have this person that you have these conversations with more conversations than this other person then every so often they put their dick in you
1: no in a way I think it's weird that more of my friends don't put their dick in me
0: (laughs) say more about that
1: when I enjoy spending time with someone the more I enjoy the more things that I enjoy doing with them you know the more I like them as a whole so I think the closer that I get to someone just like the more stuff that I want to do with them and I think at some point that would include some sort of intimacy some sort so your, of sexual intimacy. That's your actually an interesting take.
0: I like that Yeah, take. your preferred lifestyle or rather like the way the way that you prefer culture work is something like you know every five conversations you have with a man he gets to put his dick in you. <laughs> or something like some ratio.
1: <laughs> sure. I guess what I'm thinking is like I don't have any friends who I would be disgusted to hug. And I think that Hugging someone kind of implies increased intimacy and makes me feel closer to them. And so I think it, it's kind of reinforcing in that way. Um mm-hmm. and I guess I you know, ideally there's one person who I just enjoy doing everything with and kind of have very little or no sort of boundaries with. Um, and I think that person would be kind of like my best friend. <laughs>
0: Okay, so you're saying that you see those things all going together. I mean, it, but it's still kind of strange because it's like not uh, the converse. I mean, well, whatever. I mean, it's not it's not a deeply intellectual activity when you're actually having sex with someone, right? So it's a little different than a, a conversation or whatever. But you're saying everything. Can right, go but
1: together. I also, yeah, I mean, there are friends that I have who I don't have sex with who I enjoy having intellectual conversations with, and I also enjoy like playing tennis with or you know going to the beach with, and those are also not very intellectual activities. Like there can be other sort of physical or less intellectual stuff that we do together that I also find enjoying. And I think that just heightens or deepens or whatever the friendship, if, if I enjoyed doing a whole variety of things with this person.
0: But was your mention of the hug a way to sort of back away from having sex with your friends? Or were you, or are you still defending, or maybe I misunderstood, misconstrued your position that like, in an ideal alley world, sex would go along with friendship. And so you might have six really good friends. And depending on the level of friendship, you have sex with some all of them, but different amounts. Or is that like not acceptable to you, or not compelling?
1: I guess I haven't thought this through. I brought up the hug as like that's the the very minimal, you know, on a scale of zero to ten, where ten is having sex with someone, you know, one or something is hugging them, and then maybe you progress to like, oh, this is a friend, who I don't mind like kissing them on the cheek, or I'm okay, you know, being partially naked around them, or something. Um, yeah. So I guess you know. I guess ideally, to me, there's only one person that fits in the ten category, but maybe there would be many people who fit in the like five to six category or something.
0: So what what does what what, is, what, is, what does someone get when they're in five or six? What happens? Yeah. <laughs>
1: what happens?
2: What is the reward level?
0: in silver status. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. Um, I'd have to think about it.
0: Blow a blow, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I think that's still closer closer to 10.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. So maybe like a, eh, it's not going to be interesting. Okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, guys. Uh, I think that's a good place to stop. Do you guys have any uh,
0: closing thoughts? I don't, Allie.
1: No, I, I look forward to that package that I'm going to receive from you.
0: Oh, God. Is that close <laughs> to a 10? I mean, where's that? <laughs>
1: that's I think that's below five yeah I think gifts you know even gifts of the sexual nature what
0: but we would go a higher if it was if 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 you received a toy and it were in your vagina that would be higher right
1: what I do with the gift is (laughs) oh no (laughs) it's not factor into the calculation
0: it's frightening okay Mike.
2: I think you should do this for science in any case no no I'm too scared I'm gonna work on this offline Uh, I'll try to persuade him. All right. So that's a wrap on episode 62 of Your Mileage May Vary. Thanks, Allie, for having the poor judgment to tolerate Mike and I. Thanks to Mike for saying the things that cause us to receive 90% of our complaint emails. We can be contacted at YMMVpod on Twitter or by email at YMMVpod at gmail.com. We still pay $10 for feedback and always enjoy hearing from you, even if it's just to point out how wrong we are. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.
1: Je veux et je reviens entre tes oreins. Je vais
2: et je viens, je me gueule.